for the show that takes dog training beyond your backyard. It's Bark Talk with Bonnie. Brought to you by Advanced Canine Techniques, your dog training specialists. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bark Talk with Bonnie. Um, we're excited to feature different local businesses that feature and service local pet um, pet owners. So today we have with us Kelly Stewart with Sit, Stay, Play, in-home pet sitting and more. Um, that should give you an idea of what her business is. So I am going to let her introduce herself and then share a little bit about what she does for pet parents in the community. Well, hello, everybody. I am Kelly Stewart, and I'm happy to be here with Bonnie today. This is a, an exciting opportunity for me. And um, I'll tell you just a little bit of background about how my business got started. Um, back in 2008, we had a house fire. And at that time, I had four dogs and several kitties. And after the fire, I had to figure out a place for my dogs to go and my cats to go. So Bonnie was one of the people in charge of taking care of them at it was happy, clean, and smart at the time. And um, throughout that whole process, throughout my home remodel, throughout figuring out pet care situations and things like that, I had the brainstorm, you know, to start an actual company that would help people like me and pets that were in similar situations. And also um, dog walking and, you know, other pet services that I thought would be needed at that time. So that's how my business got started through a house fire incident. Um, and since then, my business has grown significantly, and I've had various people working with me over the years. And we do services like pet sitting, where we actually come into the home and take care of dogs that may not do well with other dogs, so they don't do well in a kennel or a boarding situation. Um, we take care of a lot of kitties a lot of farm animals and horses and backyard chickens. Um, we also do overnight pet care. So if you have a pet that has medical issues or just needs a little extra TLC at night, instead of staying home, you know, all evening by themselves, we can actually stay in your home and take care of them and take care of your house while you're gone. We also offer pet taxi services, which this is really convenient for people that may be able to take their dog to the groomer in the morning, but they may not be able to pick their dog up in the afternoon. Or um, if they have a vet appointment and they need assistance taking their dog, we can help with those type of situations as well. Um, like I said, we do farm sitting, so we take care of all types of farm animals as well. We do dog walking. A lot of our clients hire us for midday dog walks between 11 and 2 for the midday potty break. You know, that all dogs need. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I do a lot of in-home nail trims, and I do low-cost nail trim events at various tractor supply stores around the area. So there's a lot of things we offer to people that it's not an either-or. We work in conjunction a lot of times with people like Bonnie, with Happy Dogs, and with other places, dog boarders and groomers, and kennels, because... We may offer services that a pet parent needs, and we may be able to assist them in finding other places to take their pet. So it's I love what I do, and, yeah, it's just a really good business. 
And and Kelly is fabulous, too. She does so much for the community as well. Like, I know you often do um, some of the pet nail trim events at um, senior centers. Yeah. Um, yep. I started that last year, and that's really, oh, my goodness. It's, it's, just, it's rewarding when I can meet an older person that is on a limited, you know, limited income, um, very limited money, so they don't have the means to take care of their pet like they would want. So by us doing it for free, it allows them to maybe buy extra medicine or extra food or you know, whatever they may need that month that they would possibly put out at a vet appointment or at a grooming appointment to get their dog's nails cut. So, yeah, I love doing I love doing those events. And talk a little bit about a little bit more about the the low cost nail trims that you do, like some of the locations you do that at, you know, the cost and just kind of, you know, how you, how you help pets. I mean, I know as a trainer, I work with a lot of dogs that hate having their nails done. Um, but kind of talk about just kind of what pets are ideal for that, or maybe some ways that you can maybe alleviate the owner's anxiety if they bring their dogs in to get their nails um, done. Okay. We have a wide range of pets that come into these events. I have um, gerbils, guinea pigs. I have people that bring their pet rats. I have um, people that bring bunny rabbits and dogs and cats. Um, Majorities are dogs and cats, of course, but people that are afraid or they've seen their dog react negatively to nail trims. The benefit of having me do it either in their home or at the event, I actually take the time to work with them and I educate the the pet parent as as to how to hold, how to help me hold um, things they can actually do themselves, whether that's deep breathing and relaxing or stepping away and letting me take over. Um, Because a lot of people that have dogs that are horrible with getting their nails cut, they tend to tense up, get anxious, they get frustrated and I kind of nip that in the bud when I see that happening. And a lot of the people that come to my nail events are repeat customers. And if their nails are extremely long, I encourage them to come more often to get, you know, to get the nails in shape quicker and more easily and to desensitize the dog to the fear of getting nails cut. Um, And then same thing with kitties. A lot of people don't ever trim their cat's nails and it's beneficial to keep them cut. It keeps the cat from clawing up the furniture and tearing up the carpet and things like that, which are reasons why people declaw their cats. And I am opposed to declawing 99% of the time and the nail trims, the regular nail trims help them have better kitties. So husband needs to hear that because I think all of our kitties probably need a nail trim right now. That's so I, I did it. I did it once and it was, and I, and, and I was okay with it. The front paws, the back paws, by the time I got to the back paws, punk, it was like, I'm, 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 done. Over, I'm over this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah. more frequently would definitely help. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to pet sitting. Um, like the benefit is you can come into the home. So it's less stressful for that, for the pets. Um, what is the process if somebody wanted to have you come into the home? Like, what do they have to do? The very first thing I encourage people to do is visit our website, browse around, you know, see what services we offer, see who I am, you know, see what my philosophies are, you know, see, see how I take care of animals and, and the things I write about. And, um, if you want to book services, there's a tab at the top of the page and it just says, you know, 
Facebook request new services. And then at that time, I will either email you or I will call you and we'll chat on the phone about your needs, about your pets. And then immediately after that, we'll set up the consultation. And the consultation is really important because it gives you a chance to get to know me, to meet me face-to-face, shake my hand, see who's going to going to be taking care of your pets, or at, at the minimum, meet me to see who I will, will suggest that will take care of your pet. Because I do have staff right now that work with me. I have two ladies that have been with me since 2010, and I trust them implicitly with all of my clients. So if I can't actually take care of the pet due to my schedule or something like that, one of the other staff will take care of them. But at the consultation, you'll meet me Um we go through pet care information like medical information regarding your pet, um, behavior issues, any routines that must be followed. Because, <laughs> you know, throughout the years I've had several clients that have odd routines, in my opinion, and interesting routines. So I try to do everything I can for the clients, you know, within reason to take care of their pets the way they want them taken care of. So... um But at the consultation, we'll go through pet care forms. You will give me two house keys, and I ask for two house keys because one I keep on my person when I'm working, and I keep one in my key safe. And also, as an emergency situation, if something were to happen to me and I'm the only one with the key, no one else will be able to go in to take care of your pets. So that's a backup system that I've started from the very beginning. So if there's ever an incident with me and I can't make it, there's always a key available, and my staff know where my keys are. You know, your pet will never be unattended because of something that come up with me. So that's really important to think about when you are thinking about pet care services because if you're just hiring someone from the street that they don't have a business per se, they don't have insurance per se, they don't have staff, kind of question that. You know, go with someone that has their business down and, and has, has a good backup system. Um, and also at the consultation, there'll be plenty of time for me to meet your pet. So you can show me where their pet supplies are, where they go potty, you know, where the litter boxes are, where food, all that good stuff is. Um, and that's really important because I'm coming into your home. I've never been in your home before. Um, I don't know where you may keep cleaning supplies for dog vomit. So we go through all of that at the consultation. Um, and then... Once you book services and you leave for your trip or you, you know, go to work and you hire us for dog walking services, if at any time you want to check on me to make sure I've made the visits or you want updates, you can always call. I rec- I recommend people not text because texting isn't really reliable on my phone right now, but you can always call. Um, I'm always going to answer. If I can't answer because I'm in the middle of something, I'll always call you back. Yep. And I think the nice thing too, you know, just with somebody that does have a business, they're licensed, they're insured, they have experience, you know, she's going to let you know if she comes in and maybe your pet did have an accident, maybe they threw up. I mean, that's something that as a pet owner, I would want to know, like, I mean, oh crap, did my dog get into something the night before that I didn't catch and my unfortunate pet sitter is going to have to clean up stuff that I didn't anticipate having her clean up. But just just that communication, I think, is really important. And I think anybody that is having a pet sitter come into their home is going to want to be aware. Um, 
and I know Kelly's taken my pet first aid class a number of times too, you know, she may come in and say, you know, maybe she'll call me to be like, Hey Bonnie, you know, you know, Fluffy's, you know, not, not looking so hot. You know, we might need to, you know, think about taking her to the vet or, you know, working with senior pets too, like just making sure that you're thinking about what needs to happen if, you know, we do need to go to the vet or, you know, what happens in those, um, in those situations. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing too, having someone like me or my staff come in, we know the warning signs. If, if we've not seen your cat go to the bathroom in hours or, you know, a day, say, say you're only doing one a day cat sitting visits. If we're here today, we do the litter box, everything's fine. We come back tomorrow and nothing is in the litter box. It's going to put a red flag in our minds. You know, something, either the cat's going elsewhere or there's a medical issue that we need to be watching for. So, um, and the same thing with dogs. You know, a lot of times dogs do chew up things. I mean, it happens. And that's one thing with me. When I come in, I always inspect. If I see crumbs of something eaten, (laughs) a foreign object, you know, I'm on the lookout. I'm watching their their bathroom habits, you know, I'm making sure everything's good. So yeah, it, when you do hire a professional pet sitter to come in, you know, think about how your pet is going to act when you're gone. Um, some people leave their house completely quiet when they're gone. And I suggest, you know, this is just from years of experience. I suggest people leave a, a radio on or leave the TV on for a little while, just so your dog or your cat isn't in total isolation and quiet while you're away between our visits. So, but pet sitting is a great alternative to boarding and and it's a great addition to boarding and kenneling. So, yep. And I think it just depends on, you know, obviously, I think, yeah, cats definitely probably do better with with pet sitting because they like routine and their consistency. Some dogs are the same way. Some dogs, I I think dogs are like people. They're introverts and they're extroverts. The extroverts are kind of like, bring on the dogs, let's play. Introverts are kind of like, leave me at home. I want to socialize for a few minutes and then I'm done. I I want some bonding time with my pet sitter, with my mom and dad kind of thing too. Yeah. And that's what we find too. There's some dogs in our care that absolutely, (laughs) they, you cannot take them around other dogs. They would be, it would be an act, there would be an accident, you know, waiting to happen. So for situations like that, I really do encourage pet sitting or boarding. Um, but yeah, kitties do far better, in my opinion, just from doing this since 08, in their home with regular visits. And I say regular visits because we do have occasional clients that will want every second day or every third day visits. And to me, that is that's not a very healthy thing for your kitty because in the meantime, your cat is walking around the house, maybe meowing, maybe pacing, maybe getting frantic because where's my people? You know, they're, they're lonely. So it's really important to have consistent, you know, once or twice a day cat sitting visits and dogs. We recommend three times a day visits, you know, morning, late afternoon and a bedtime visit. But that's flexible, so people, we always are flexible and we customize visits according to what the client and the dog or the pets want. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. And I think that that's, and I know like, you know, those midday walks for those professionals that do work 10 to 12 hours a day. I mean, yes, your, your dog is going to have to potty at some point in that 12 hour period um, or get out and stretch their legs a little bit too. Um, and I love the fact that Kelly does a great job of, you know, walking dogs correctly on a leash. Like she doesn't let them pull. She keeps them right next to her, um, you know, or she'll, you know, recommend training if they're pulling her arm out of socket. Um, But ideally she just, you know, she wants to make sure that your pets aren't engaging in any negative behavior, you know, when you're not there either. So I think that that's something that's really um, beneficial for where they're not going to get away with anything. You know, I mean, she'll, she'll follow the rules that you have set up for your dogs. If you have commands, if you have them wait at the door, you know, if you have them wait before you put their food down, she will follow all of those rules, which I think is really important. Yeah. And that's, I do. And I always ask at the consultation, we have a, we have a section on our form that asks, um, any commands, behaviors, activities, routines that we need to follow. And there's plenty of room for you to write. Have my dog wait at the door on all fours, you know, all four on the floor before you open the door. Or make sure you pick up the poop immediately because he'll eat it. We follow all your directions. (laughs) You know, because that, that is important. And for some dogs that don't do well on leash, having me come in once a week or twice a week or whatever you want to do for midday potty breaks will help your dog learn to walk better on leash. And then in turn, I can relay that onto you and I can help teach you how to walk you know, things you can do to help your dog walk better on leash. Yeah, that's very true. Um, let's talk about um, let's talk about some community events that you've done in the past, too. Like I said, I know I just love the fact that you really, you love Muncie, you love to get people involved in doing things with their pets. So what are some activities or events that you've held in the past? Um, for the last, I think it's six Easter's. Maybe minus, I think I skipped one year, but we have a dog Easter egg hunt, and that's for dogs and their families, and I have it at various places throughout Muncie, and um, that's been really, really a fun event. I, you know, throughout the years, the numbers have fluctuated at these events. You know, the highest number of years, we had five, 600 people. The lowest turnout was maybe 100, but at each different one, any dog that came had a blast, and any kid that came to these events had a blast. So we, I like having the dog, um, the dog and family Easter egg hunts because, for one, there are no other doggy Easter egg hunts in the area, so that's good. And um, I do like having, I do like offering things for dogs and their people because, you know, not everybody can take their dog to an agility competition, or, you know, maybe they don't want to do a rally or a 5k with their dog. Maybe they just want to walk around the park with a bunch of other people or do pack walks like Bonnie does. Um, and those are things that I think I can, I can help with. Um, so yeah, I love doing those. We also do throughout the years, we've had fundraisers for, um, the Muncie animal shelter or, um, Marion animal care and control. We've done fundraisers at our nail trim events. We've had Christmas collections for these organizations, um, yeah, there's, you know, I don't, I don't do a tremendous amount of community events per se, but what I have done, I've, I've enjoyed and I feel like the people that did participate benefited from those events. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think, you know, we, we've done the dog, 
doggy Easter egg hunt a number of years. Yeah. And it is, it's just, I mean, watching the kids and the dogs go out there and, you know, find all of the Easter eggs and then, you know, eat the bones or the presents that are inside and stuff too. I mean, it's just, it's a fun event for you to get your dog out of the backyard and getting them socialized or getting them into a park setting and just having fun with your, with your pets. Yeah. Um, and I think that that bonding experience is what we really want to try to, to cultivate with, with them. Yeah. And another thing I like doing at my Easter egg hunts um, like I said, I do have them at different places. I've had them at McCullough Park. I've had them at West Side Park, um, Heacon Dog Park, and I think I don't remember anywhere else. Um, but the reason why I like having them at the different parks is because so many people in Muncie don't use our park system, especially McCullough Park. There is a wonderful um, part of the White River Greenway Trail goes through the through the park. And there's just wonderful green space and frisbee golf or disc golf, whatever you call it. Um, but there's a lot of green space for people to take their pets, their dogs. And I like encouraging people to discover these places, and especially Westside Park as, as well. There's a wonderful trail along the river. How many dog people don't know that exists, you know? So I like I like bringing that to light for people, so... Yep. Nope. I think that's, I think that's awesome. I mean, typically we do our, our pack walks, um, on the Ball State campus, yeah. but we've done them at Morrow's Meadows. And, um, I think I did one at, at McCullough Park too, but, but definitely just kind of getting out and exploring those, you know, those, those green spaces and those, the Cardinal Greenway too is a, is a fantastic resource in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm going to switch topics just a little bit now. Okay. Um, I want you to talk about your, um, your, your poop scooping, because I know that that's a dreaded chore that every owner faces, but <laughs> Kelly is an amazing and offers a wonderful service. So I'm going to have her share that with you guys. <laughs> yeah, the pet waste removal service, that's a lot of people laugh when they hear me talk about that or when they read it on my shirt or something, but it's a necessary duty. You have to take care of it if you have dogs. And if you don't realize how quickly it piles up. So it's really important for your dog's health, for your health. If you have children that run around in your yard, it's really beneficial to keep it picked up because there are a lot of things that can be transmitted from feces to humans. Mm -hmm. So people don't realize that a lot of times. And if you have children and they have toys and they, the toys get in the yard and then the stuff's not cleaned up, it's, it, it can really be a disaster so I encourage people to clean up their yard, you know, once or twice a week at least, um, depending on the number of dogs you have. And our poop scooping services are set that way. Most people do once a week. Um, I have had people that have done twice a week in the past. And then I also have people that hire us to do litter box cleanouts because a lot of people hate cleaning the litter boxes. So, you know, those are all services you can book. Um, just get on our website and you can request the service. Yep. And I know, and depending on your situation, there's a lot of um, cat owners that, you know, sometimes become pregnant. Well, pregnant women can't deal with cat litter. So maybe you need to have Kelly come in through the length of your pregnancy or, or to assist during those, you know, certain times or whatnot too. But just, just knowing that those services are out there, I think are beneficial because not everybody knows um, that, that Kelly can provide that for everybody. Um, Are there any unique stories that you might be able to share with us about pet sitting, like any unique animals or any unique um, um, routines that you had to um, follow as you were doing um, pet sitting for clients? Hmm. Let me think. I'll tell you, the the things that stick out the most 
are the times where I've had problems. Not problems with the pets, but problems with keys or problems with the door. Those are the things that really stick out because <laughs> keys are really important. And, and I'm going to go back to the consultation just really quickly. When you hire us to come in or when you invite us to come in to do the consultation, we always check house keys. And I say always in air quotes here because there are times where I don't, but most of the time I do. And it's because of these incidents I've had in the past. Um, just recently, I had a client that gave us two keys. I tried them. Neither one of them worked. So then the next day, she went to Highway 3, got two new sets of keys made. None of them worked. She went back again. She went twice to Highway 3 and then once to Lowe's. None of the keys worked. <laughs> so if I had just relied on the keys she gave me that didn't work, we would have been in a, a world of mess, you know, world of hurt. So keys situations are really, really something I stress to clients. Make sure they work. Make sure you test them with the door closed and open just, you know, just for the saying you checked it. Um, and as far as interesting stories with pets, oh, my gosh, there's lots. Um, <laughs> but I will say when I do have an interesting story, I always tell the client so they can get a good <laughs> laugh out of it. So, um, And a lot of times, well, there's been probably four different times dogs have actually locked. They may be in a bedroom, you know, quarantined from other dogs, and I've had dogs lock the door. And those are interesting and kind of scary situations because if I can't get the door open, <laughs> it can be bad. So I've had to really get creative to get the door open. Um, Kim Waddell, her dogs are known for doing that. <laughs> Great Danes can be little stinkers. But, um, but yeah, there's been a lot of interesting, funny stories over the years. And, yes, some odd routines I've had to follow. But, um but yeah, it's just it all adds to the excitement of pet sitting. <laughs> and I and I will say it it is nice. I mean I've I mean I've I've done both over the years. I think the more pets that you have, the pet pet sitting and having somebody come into the home is helpful. Kelly's been in my house a couple different times and you know, at one point I think I had five dogs and four cats. I mean I, I had quite the houseful going on. So um so I know it can definitely but it alleviates it alleviates my stress. I can enjoy my trip, I can enjoy my um you know, my vacation, wherever I'm going, because I know that she's going to, I don't have anything to worry about. You know, she can stay overnight if I need her to. I know she's going to be there whenever she says she's going to be. So they're going to get fed at the right time. They're going to get out. So there's no potty messes on the floor, but it just alleviates a lot of the, the stress that I have. Um, and that peace of mind and comfort, you know, I'm, I'm willing to pay extra for that because I want to make sure that, um, I mean, my, my pets are my kids and, you know, like, yeah, they, they are a little spoiled. So yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I want that. And I tell you what, over the years, I say the last three years, we've had a really big uptake in insulin pets, diabetic pets. So those pets, they get shots twice a day. And I don't know if you've ever had experience with diabetic pets, but there's things you got to watch for. And um, so if you are listening and you have a diabetic dog or cat and you are thinking about going on a trip – Consider talking to us because we can help. And if we can't, you know, we would recommend you board your kitty or your dog. But for most of the, most of our clients, we are able to assist with insulin injections too. So, yep, or any any kind of medication that they might need. That just knowing that they're getting it at the right time, they're getting the right dose, and making sure that you know that's taken care of because that is something that they might have to have. Yeah. Um, 
how do um, how do clients get a hold of you if they um, have questions or want to book a consultation? Um, potential clients can visit our website. They can request services through there, or they can call me. They can always call. And if I don't answer, I'm usually busy, um, but I will call you back as soon as I can. And what's your phone number? It's 765-744-5688. And your website? It's sit-stay-play.com. Well, thank you very much, Kelly, for coming on and sharing your services with us. We hope everybody will um, give you a call and hopefully you know, keep you nice and busy. And um, hopefully everybody has a great weekend and we'll see you next week for another episode. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. You've been listening to Bark Talk. For more information, go to our website, advancedcaninetechniques.com or find us on Facebook.